I didn't think it was going to be one of those mornings. It is one of those mornings, though. But I got it together. <laughs> uh, anyway, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I didn't have everything going just yet. And I have scrambling to get it done. So, uh, hmm. That's not really behind the scenes, though, is it? I'm not going to go into detail either. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am, in fact, streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And the podcast is available on the free Odyssey app. We currently find ourselves surfing a mudslide on the precipice. The catastrophic precipice. Because we have useful idiots. Some Republicans are useful idiots. Every member of the Democrat Party and their fellow travelers are useful idiots. This was something ascribed to Lenin and Stalin and even to the father of the Austrian School of Economics, Ludwig von Mises. And the Urban Dictionary describes the phrase useful idiot to Vladimir Lenin and defines it as communist sympathizers in the West. They held them in contempt looked at him as simply a means to an end, tools for dispensing the propaganda. Sololinsky, who is the driver of a lot of people in the useful idiot camp, although the useful idiot part of it is used against them. They, they, they are used by the Alinskys of the world. He was a big fan of the useful idiot. And the, his, his whole philosophy, his theory was based on very skillful manipulation of a political novice. Hillary Clinton, Obama, they loved Alinsky. Hillary Pender, college thesis. In homage to the sly and greasy Stalinist, and, you know, she played the cackling biblical false prophet to the Antichrist that Alinsky brought to the team. And uh, right now you've got the Biden administration trying to shoehorn a bunch of Marxist status policies into every nook and corner of the American life and the uh, pol political body. And we're sitting here devolving into a language stupor, sort of like people in Cleveland in the drug districts. Things are so bad that Dodge can't sell Challengers or Chargers, the modern muscle cars, to a feminized generation of beta males. They're going to discontinue them next year. Now they're promoting a new line of hybrid Wokester mobiles designed to appeal to passives consumed by the, you know, that they're just, they're just sheep. They're just sheep in the culture. And for the political masters. And it's a line of lithium-chugging, coal-powered go-karts for which raw materials are clawed from the earth by child slave labor enterprises in the Congo. And just like everything else that supports the anti-American, anti-energy, independence left, the useful idiots in the media gloss over what is turning out to be an absolute degradation of human life. And kids, your children, they're just cannon fodder. They're just being used. They've been weaponized against you, haven't they? All in the name of world domination. 
And I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I carry an iPhone, and that iPhone, which houses a big lithium battery from which the TikTok woke and the totalitarian movements like BLM and Antifa and those stupid anti-oil useful idiots who glue themselves to things, which, by the way, glue is a petroleum product, comes from the torn, bleeding fingers of enslaved kids. And I'm ashamed to know that. And as long as crony capitalist big tech oligarchs like Tim Cook send the money, that's right. We can't even listen to Fat Bottom Girls anymore by Queen. I'm going to I'm going to get it today on iTunes, and then I'm going to play it when I drive down the road in my very obnoxious I, I that I drive for spite F-150. All the windows rolled down. <laughs> so, and you know what? Next time you see a leftist having an outrage over this or that, remember this that they have no room to be outraged about anything. I, I In the, uh, in the uh, promo for this, I, I talked about Voltaire. He said, it is difficult to free fools from the chains they revere. And the Democrats have forged the chains. And they have done it so well that now sexual perversion and class envy, that's looked upon as a virtue. Everywhere around us, systemically, systemically, and I'll say that systemically, yes. Uh, public schools, those are just big sewer pipes. You know, they disgorge torrents of flotsam. And from that, we get, unless the parents are actually, you know, successful with their kids, we get a bunch of perfectly indoctrinated, useful idiots sitting there, guppy breathing for the latest, you know, the latest approved thinking. This is all to destroy what you have. This is all to destroy this which you take to be normal in American society. The nuclear family. You know, that's that's the storm wall against the incursion of this kind of ideology. Alinsky knew that health care would be a good thing to control the useful idiot. He knew that giving the government the power to dole out the life-saving health care Means they got control over everybody. Then poverty, poverty is good. It, it now now you're looking for a handout. A handout but third, debt, yeah, gun control, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, welfare, education, religion, got to eradicate that altogether. Class warfare. Which is what? We, which is ID politics? It's you know. They, they, they made it evolve. And you see every element of the Alinsky mechanism. When you look at the useful idiot manipulation in play with the Democrats as they pursue their little statist agenda. Now, you want to know how to beat this particular part of this? If we were to, I don't know, Maybe go to church. Maybe consider imposing some sort of self-control. Now, if we could control ourselves, we could look at the other people and see where they're lacking. And we would could demand a smaller, less intrusive market. A smaller, less intrusive government. A smaller, less intrusive 
everything. Only the individual who gets out there and embraces that kind of, you know, Judeo-Christian belief in that universe, getting morals, you know, but not being a useful idiot requires being steeped in truth. And that's the problem for them. They cannot handle the truth. These guys don't have faith. I'm not, you know, I'm not a Bible thumper by any stretch of the imagination. If anybody wants to know what kind of a, what kind of a Christian I am, I'm the one that would be cutting the Romans' ears off. And they'd be apologizing for me. <laughs> and that's fine. Because every now and then, a, a good man has got to get in there and he's got to get blood all over him. Every now and again. Now, these debates we got coming up is going to give you a framework from which to evaluate the practicality of policy and how this policy relates to you and your freedoms. And whether or not in these policies you are actually free to pursue your happiness right where you are right now today. As you are. That's the thing, as you are. They don't get to remake you. You may not care much about politics. And this is the thing about this. If you're listening to this right now, listen to me and take this very carefully into your head. You may not care about politics, but you can damn sure bet politics cares about you. Because you're in part of the head count. Part of the head count. And, uh, you know, you're either a useful idiot or you're a citizen of the free republic. You know what? I got a question. I'm being told that in the coming school years, they're going to have to do away with freeze tag. Are you kidding me? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Sit around and I enjoy the age that I am now. Thanks to a few new things that I've introduced into it. Um, I do look back at being a kid and the resilience of childhood. It was, it was quite the thing in the sixties and seventies. Uh, the GS plumbing talk line is one 800 The common sense retirement planning text line is seven, one, three, zero seven. You know, when, uh, one thing that's beginning to happen now is teachers are beginning to pull back or maybe PE teachers or just schools in general. Um, they're beginning to pull back from certain things. Now, little Johnny, right? He's already going to have trouble reading and writing because he's being indoctrinated and not being taught. He's, uh, you know, he's probably getting close to having a smartphone. So that means he'll lose social skills. And uh, who knows what kind of books he's going to be, uh, you know, required to read and what kind of drag queen shows he's going to have to watch. But what about recess? Now, as I, you know, this is a simple thing, but it's very emblematic to me, right? Because being a child at recess means you are allowed to go wild. You couldn't fight. You couldn't leave the school grounds. And that was it. Everything else was wide open. And if you got out there and if you messed yourself up, well, that was just being a kid back in the day. That was just being a kid back in the day. I messed up my knee so bad when I was in the third grade playing kickball, I'm surprised I ever got accepted into the military. So, they're going to take away 
or they're talking about taking away things like freeze tag and dodgeball and other simple contact games like Red Rover, Red Rover, send Sally, right? Remember that? Because they're just too dangerous and must be banned. Now, I understand the need for safety. I get it, right? I understand the desire for safety. I also understand that kids are going to get hurt no matter what we do to try to protect them. And the difference between, I guess, my up because, you know, I was allowed to do all kinds of crazy things when I was a kid. Absolutely crazy things. And uh, right now, one of the things that's happening is they're, they're looking at the injuries that these games are causing because they do cause serious injuries, but more so now in the past because the contact between students is more intense and brutal today. They're not, today's students are not stronger than the past. The rules of the games have not changed. But something else has changed and influences uh, the way the games are played. Too many kids have uh, sedentary lives on their iPhones and their computers. Video games. They don't want to do, and they don't cut the grass. They don't take out the garbage. Wrestling and horseplay for boys, that's no longer part of their home lives, which if, if, I was, if I had not been able to body slam my sons, they would have thought that I was in the decline. This is natural physical contact. And all of this is not just childish nonsense. The art of playing has a purpose, and it prepares a kid for, for the future. During this intense contact, <clears throat> this is where they develop those social skills like conflict management and alliance making. In the rough and tumble, they figure out, well, what I just did had a consequence, didn't it? Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it hurts other people. Then they learn that they got to measure their action. They got to gauge that risk and they got to react. And from a very early age, they develop an instinctive touch and they develop their own limit on their actions. When parents eliminate reasonable risk, they're not doing them any favors. This is a connection to reality. Helps them deal with future problems naturally and organically. Small children exposed to small dangers and risks will learn how to deal with larger ones later. And this is why Johnny can't play tag. He's not necessarily weak or even timid. More often than not, he may be too strong. But when he's thrown in the game, he has no way to measure his strength through his lack of play. He doesn't hasn't developed that instinctive touch. So when the time comes for contact, he's hitting with all of his force. And he's either hurting himself or the person he's hitting. you got to develop. I mean, we used to develop how far is safe. Johnny plays now without restraint, and then everything hurts. And uh, this does teach him about the real world, not the imaginary world. But the play pattern is where this, the, the, that's the, the boon to it, the boon to it. And it defines good and bad behavior, and it educates a child's innocence, if you will. And what they're doing today is not a accidental phenomenon. It's a just 
distorted postmodern world without morals or definition. And they get a contrary program where they are often exposed to the intemperance of alternatives that helps them disconnect from reality. So they're overprotected from the real world. And they're immersed in an unreal world where they are told they can identify to be anything they want. I used to round a corner when I was younger and I would see something I'd never seen before in my life. And I would be stunned. Stunned at how wondrous this was. Every year that I aged, I would develop and, and learn something new and do something new and experience something new. And life was fun. And I knew how to interact. And I knew how to solve problems. And they're taking away that from children who are, you know, I would think they ostensibly would be smarter than I was. They would be able to deal with this in a better way. And they are, they're taking it away from them when they need it the most because the world that the left is putting together for them, there's going to be problems that do arise and they're not going to be in a position to even think about how to solve those issues. And this is the stupidity of the left. Now, they think they'll be able to manage this, but the, the, the thing about this is when you start and make this sort of a calamity, there's no way to manage it because it becomes self-serving. It, it starts to become self-sustaining, and then it becomes out of control. We, uh, in the in, with the M60 machine gun, if you heat that barrel up too much eventually it'll start firing without you having to pull the trigger we referred to that as a runaway and we had to we had to abuse that gun to a degree just by shooting it constantly we would shoot it until the barrel began to glow in the dusk and then it would become a runaway and the only way we could do that was be would be to break to, to quit it from firing to break the chain of ammo going through it and they're creating their own runaway their own runaway circumstance right now. All because it's been determined that Red Rover, Red Rover, Ring Around the Roses, you know, musical chairs, all of those contact games, that's just too much. So Johnny can't play tag, and when Johnny grows up, he can't make decisions either. The pain of net zero is inbound on the horizon. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The only way for the left to save us is for them to be the Dean Wormer of everything. No fun. Ban everything. Ban their way to net zero. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. 
Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And, of course, the podcast is available on the free Odyssey app. Rishi Sunak is the Prime Minister of the UK. And he has confirmed that he's going to stick to his policy of banning new gas and diesel car sales by 2030 and sales of new hybrid vehicles by 2035. Okay. And it doesn't stop there. They're not going to have oil-fired boilers anymore. They have to rely on electricity-powered heat pumps. But the oil boiler phase-out doesn't yet have the status of law. So they've suggested 2026 is a possible end date and a public consultations. This is where they put it out there and say, what do you guys think that's been put out there since October 2021? The uncertainty about this, uh, you know, in the, in the meantime, you got 1.7 million UK households that they're dependent on oil rather than gas to keep warm because they live in off-grid rural locations. As a result, the Tory MPs, which are the leftist, Charity Age UK, boiler manufacturers, and even the Heat Pump Federation have been highly critical of the lack of clarity on this ban. But vagueness is the feature of this. Being vague is the feature of this. A spokesman for the Department of Energy Security and Net Zero has confirmed the company's com- or government's commitment to replacing oil boilers with heat pumps telling The Telegraph last week we're fully focused on meeting our aim of 600,000 heat pump installations a year by 2028. So they're going to mandate in Britain that this happens. 600,000 of these a year, which I, I don't know when everybody's got one, then what? Do, do they just go away? Um... Right now, between 23 May and 31 July of this year, fewer than 21,000 applications were made in England and Wales for grants to install heat pumps under the government's boiler upgrade scheme. And then they've only issued 16,000 of these applications. They've only issued them. So, in other words, over the course of 14 months, just 16,000 installations went ahead. And yet the government claims that within just five years, there'll be 600,000 heat pumps installed each year. They're going to mandate this happen. Oh, yes, it'll be legislated. In uh, his heat pump investment roadmap, Energy Secretary Grant Shapps looks forward to UK installations reaching 1.9 million a year by 2035. And that's quite a leap from what we got going on at the moment. Now, they're, the government is clearly aware <laughs> uh, I'll have to look at that. Somebody on the text line just sent me this. I don't understand uh, what we're talking about here just yet, but we'll look at it. Their government right there is clearly aware of the gap between what they want versus what they're getting. And this is why they're exerting this pressure on the boiler and heat pump manufacturers, the same companies make and install both. And they told manufacturers that if they fail to increase the current annual rate of heat pump installation to 68,000 over the course of 2024, they'll be fined 5,000 pounds for each extra gas or oil boiler that they sell. 
So now they're manipulating the market as well. And this isn't an outlier. The government's imposing the same kind of punitive quotas on the UK car manufacturers because they're trying to force them into electric vehicle production. Their proposed zero emission vehicle mandate requires that as soon as next year, they have to sell 22% of their output in the, in the form of electric vehicles. What does that mean? That means we'll have more fires, doesn't it? <laughs> more fires of those. Any And uh, listen, uh, manufacturers that fail to meet these targets will have to pay 15,000 pounds per non-zero emission car they produce and 18,000 pounds per non-zero emission van. So this means those prices will be passed on to the consumers of Britain. Now, this is important because, you know, the, the green energy people are making notes of this. So pretty soon, you know, you're not going to be able to afford a car because it'll get passed on to you because it's been punished. This is what they're doing right now. This is this is the old stick and carrot game with the donkey, except it's all stick and no carrot, right? Because they don't. They're going to punish. They're going to punish and penalize companies for not being able to do what they want to do in this magical world of just making it happen. Which is where we find ourselves. We find ourselves in the same situation. And uh, I, I just find that amazing that people look at this and think this is actually something that can possibly sustain itself. It can't. It can't sustain itself. So we'll see. And uh, Britain is... Uh, Britain's government is uh, is something. Their uh, their health care is a joke. A lot of their other things are a joke. Britain is a very interesting country. I'm half British, so I care about it because I do have relatives over there. And uh, when I when I see this kind of stuff, see they're going to penalize companies for for building products that people want. See, I the problem the problem with. Uh, All of these things they want to make happen. If the market was taking us that way, we would go. But the market is not taking us that way. And therein lies my problem. Let the market choose where we go. If people are clamoring for Teslas, if people are clamoring for, uh, you know, heat pumps, well, let's go that way. But some people, I mean, are they going to pay for this? And where are they getting the money to pay for this? Are they mandating that people have to have these or are they just mandating these companies have to make these? I don't know. But all stick and no carrot. We're going to look at the text line when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. On the text line, uh, let's see, uh, 
I just want to say everyone continues to talk about these different topics that need to be discussed at the debate, really struggling that no one seems to be discussing the fact that the ATF wants to put in prison tens of millions of Americans and illegal gun owners, and somehow this is a topic. This is an a topic, except for you. Thanks for what you do. Um, are you referring to the pistol brace rule? Because right now, the pistol brace rule, if you are a member of the uh, Firearms Policy Coalition or the, or uh, if you were already a member of Gun Owners of America or if you want to join Second Amendment Foundation, you are currently shielded from this and it is currently enjoined. And the, the, the one thing about the ATF, everybody thinks the ATF is this big, bad elephant in the room. And they are. They're a bunch of, uh, they're a bunch of, uh, you know, ninjas. But at the same time, there's not that many of them. And they don't have the, they, they don't know who has anything for the most part, except in states where they have registries. So, is that what you were referring to? I asked you the question, you didn't ever give me the answer. Bill, with regards to raising kids, the proof is in the pudding. The rates of mental illness are a travesty. That's true. Children today do not know how to deal with anything. And especially young ladies, they're being bombarded with all of this imagery of what is the, the ideal woman. And, uh, you know, you just got to be the best you you can be. And especially for a young girl, a young girl, ladies, you guys, you're going to grow and you're going to mature in certain ways. And some of you that think that you're not the ideal, now you're going to grow into the ideal. And the ones that are already there, they're going to change too. There's a lot of my friends that were rejected by young ladies when we were younger men. And now they take a little bit of profound uh, pleasure in the fact that they plumped up. <laughs> Which is, is that cruel? I don't think so. I don't think it's cruel. Anyway. I just, uh, you know, the mental health level of children today, they're being taught to fear everything. You know, when we used to have a fire drill, we just get up and walk out. We were told to follow, you know, we, we the teacher would line us up and we would just go. Off we went. Now they have to go through a, a uh, rampage shooter drill from time to time, a active shooter drill, whatever you want to call it. When what they should do, what they could do, is just harden a target. If they would take down the, you know. So all the things that we could do to make a kid's life easier, we don't seem to be interested in doing. We, we seem to be wanting to go in the, in the opposite way and just continue to make them very dependent on, on, a, on a, set of, uh, a set of concepts that is, is not based in reality. On the text line, fat bottom girls make the rockin' world go round. That is the truth. <laughs> Bill, the UK just two years ago went to using 10 pound gas, or is that 10 euro gas? They are, are they, aren't they in pounds in, 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 in Britain? Couldn't tell you. Just read an article from the, yeah, I saw this. The CEO of Ford went on a road trip in the EV Ford F-150 Lightning, and he called it a challenging and real eye-opening experience. 
Um, well, that's true. That's true. On the text line, I just got this. No one is bombarding young girls with ideal women, as you say. They tell you that fat obesity is beautiful and that they probably aren't a woman anyway. That's also true. But I, I guess what it is, is what they're doing now is they're trying to set up a, it's like a salad bar. If you're, if you're gender confused, well, here you go. If you're out there doing what, you know, what all children, I think, maybe go through where they think about, well, I wonder what that's like. Okay, here you go. If you are fat, no need to worry about that. You're beautiful anyway. And if you are, uh, if you're none of those things, then yes, they are bombarded with the ideal woman pictures and everything else. So you're half right. <laughs> you're half right. But I, I, you know, all about smartphones. It's all about smartphones. I used to think the big, the biggest trendsetter I used to see when it came out in 1981 was MTV. It influenced the way we dressed. It influenced the music we listened to. It influenced the way we saw the artists. I mean, people, people like Christopher Cross, who was a great singer. We got everybody got to look at him and they were like, "Oh no, this guy's a chubby, not attractive dude," and they forgot that he sang great songs and he wrote great songs. And then he just went away. He just you know, just frittered away because of the music video. And now it's gone from being MTV, which no longer shows music videos, to uh, to the smartphone, which is just everybody's leash. It's everybody's cage, if you will. It is the electric cage with the shock collar. Nobody can stand to be without their smartphone. When we get back, I, 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 I finally understand a little bit about this kid that wanted to do the Mumbai-style attack. Details to follow. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.